Hey guys, and welcome to episode 247 of Ready Yeti's Built on Passion podcast. I'm your host, Matt Delabono, and this week we have on Steeped Coffee's Director of Marketing, Nate Appel. Steeped Coffee is a coffee company that has pioneered a new method of coffee brewing that makes high-end coffee accessible, requiring no gear, and it doesn't compromise on taste. The idea came about when founder Joshua Wilbur looked at pods, you know, instant single-serving coffee, and then looked at high-end premium coffee that requires all this gear, all these tools to actually properly craft, and he saw a disconnect. Single-serve coffee leaves a wake of single-use plastic behind it, and premium coffee requires so much tools that it's hard to just get a really solid cup of coffee on the go. Steep Coffee's method basically takes how you'd normally make tea and replaces the tea with coffee. So you're steeping coffee in hot water. It kind of seems like a no-brainer, and it is something that required a lot of R&D to get where it needed to go. However, it's been a wild success and welcomed by the artisanal coffee industry. To take that even further, the packaging, the actual steeped coffee bag, the coffee itself, it's all fully compostable. Sustainability is a huge piece of steeped coffee and it's something that they're constantly working to improve and they've already made great strides, especially having compostable packaging. That's right, packaging that the actual bags are in are compostable. I could keep on going on and on, but Nate does an incredible job of kind of walking us through the process of developing the idea, getting it out there. It is kind of a new idea, but we really dig into all of these things. In this episode of Ready Yeti's Built on Passion, Nate Appel shares how steeped coffee got its start and how it's making premium on-the-go coffee ultra accessible without the cost of single-use plastic. And without further ado, I give you Steeped Coffee's Director of Marketing, Nate Appel. I guess we can just kind of roll into it. Right on. It's I already hit record. We're doing it right now. We're in we're, it. We're in. We're in. The, Nate, the, the bow lines are off. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, thanks for uh, joining me today. No problem, Matt. Good to be here. So I guess to start off the easy one, who are you? Who is Nate Appel? Uh, Nate Appel. I am Nate Appel. I am <laughs> Nate Appel. Uh, I am uh, the marketing director for Steeped Coffee. Uh, what is, I, I guess that kind of like gives it away, but for anyone not listening a little bit more like zoomed in, what is not listening for anyone who is listening, what is steeped coffee? So steeped coffee is at, at the top, it's a new brewing method. Um, so it's, it's essentially you take just fresh ground coffee, uh, you put it in a very, uh, basically what you could liken to a tea bag, um, except for it's not a tea bag. This is something that's specifically engineered for coffee. Uh, and uh, you, uh, you make your coffee the same way you would make tea with a bag. So um, it, uh, it's a full immersion method. Uh, it, it's very similar to a French press uh, as far as the taste and the, um, the body of the coffee. But it makes it, it, it essentially makes specialty coffee and high end coffee and and really quality coffee accessible without needing all the all the chemistry or the um, the French press or the gear or anything like that. It's like this self-contained brewing method that um, that doesn't compromise on taste for convenience. So you can still make a quick cup of coffee and then um, 
not have to compromise and have like have it be instant or something like that. This is legitimate coffee. You're just brewing it in a slightly different way. Um, it's and and each pack is single serve, so you you get this this one quality craft cup of coffee from uh, from every serving. It's it's not quite instant coffee. It's like just easy coffee. It's easy coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. That's a good way to put it. So this I have many many questions. Um, there you you mentioned a few things that kind of just made my mind go wild. I guess the first is how did this come to be? How did you develop it? I, I guess the the main inspiration for it was kind of uh, our founder Josh Wilbur. Uh, he was looking at a few years ago. He was kind of looking at this coffee landscape, and you've got super premium specialty coffee, right? You buy it by the bean, and if if you're going that route and and you're super you know, into your coffee, there's a lot of this extra stuff you have to purchase to, to make that coffee, right? You either need, um, a, a French press kit, um, uh, an arrow kit. There, there's always this extra gear, right? So he looked at that and he's like, well, you've got that. And then you've got this convenient single serve coffee sector. That's dominated by pod machines. The, the problem with those is that there's a ton of plastic waste associated with those pod machines. So not only the machines themselves, which are unrecyclable, but you've got those individual pods that, that are going into landfills, you know, hundreds of millions of them every year. So he looked at that and he's like, there has to be a better way. Um, so, you know, fast forward and, you know, the question came up, you know, why, why don't we make coffee like we make tea? Well, like, why can't you just have that, that full immersion sort of method? Why, why hasn't that been done before? Well, it, it's kind of been done before, but not quite to the level of having your, your cup of coffee, you know, be the same as if you were to make it in a French press. It just fell short, right? So he kind of took that off. And not only taking on the whole, like, the quality of the cup, that this brewing method makes, but the way it's delivered to the consumer. So the packaging, um, we wanted, he wanted to make it so we don't have all this uh, single use plastic associated with every single cup of coffee, you know? So um, that was kind of the driving factor at, at the start, you know, that like there has to be a better way. There's this method out here that works for other things, but not necessarily for coffee. How can we get to work for coffee? And that that's steep. That was steeped coffee, pretty much. Um, a lot of a lot of testing later, and and here we are. Did the sustainability idea come first, or was there the okay? I know what coffee, what coffee I want to deliver to people. Um, how do I do it? I think I, I think the sustainability thing came, you know, a, a little bit first, just because you know, yeah. uh, J Josh was very much into coffee at that point he, he is into coffee you know you kind of have to be to 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 find found a company like this yeah. um but uh but you know i i think the thing that really drew the attention was like there's this huge single use plastic problem that is you know at that time you know um the the different pod companies were really starting to hit the mainstream really get popular you see the machines everywhere and i think i think that was sort of the spark that was like how can we do this better? We know that there's a problem out there. Like there's a lot of use cases where you just want a single cup of coffee. Um, you don't want to make a whole pot, you know, still today, 
the single greatest user of coffee is the kitchen sink because most of it just you you make a big pot, you have a cup, the rest of it goes down the kitchen sink. So all that gets waste. So um, you know, and and that speaks back to like we go through all this effort to ethically source beans and 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 import them and pay fair wages and stuff only for it to go down the drain. Like that that that's wasteful, you know, um, all the way to the packaging, the plastic packaging that would, that ends up in landfills and stuff like that. So we looked at that, he looked at that and he was like, okay, how do we solve that? And, and then also solve these other things. So it all kind of lumped into this one, like he knew what he was looking for, but, but, you know, had to basically find the different materials and the testing and the methods and the manufacturing to kind of make it happen at scale. Um, and that took a lot of, a lot of experimentation, a lot of, you know, talking to other people, material sciences, um, and, and specifically in, in like the compostability, uh, area of, of packaging, uh, that's a very new area, you know? So like, even as far as like guidelines as to how to qualify for certain types of compostability, we're still in the very early days of that, um, just in general. Uh, so, so getting into that figuring out what the what the right answers were versus the wrong answers versus what works what doesn't um took some time um but uh but we're definitely on that path now and uh, i think we have a product that that kind of checks all those boxes uh, at this yeah. point as, as much as they can at this point but we're always looking to progress it further for sure as as the compostability industry kind of develops that's that's the beauty of it too i mean like you i you're 100 right i I haven't seen a lot, like I've, I'm familiar with compostable packaging, mm -hmm. but not as a common thing. It's always like a surprise, like, oh, like that is too. Is Exactly. Like we're, we're, I guess we're headed this way. So like being that first in, you're kind of just like, well, you can only evolve on this. Like yeah. you, you, you have it, it works. That's great. And it's this ever evolving thing. You're already there. In fact, yeah, that that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's super interesting, like learning it as we go too, and 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 new new technologies, new ways of doing things are are always coming up. So we're always trying to stay on top of those things. Like, how can we further our our sustainability and compostability goals of of the company of the product that we're putting out there? So it's this, yeah, it's this ever evolving thing that makes it really exciting. Yeah. So how did how did you get involved with uh, Steve? Where where did you kind of like? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, I um, <clears throat> you know I I was pretty much on kind of like a sabbatical uh, for uh, after my previous job, and uh, I'm a I'm a photographer uh, by uh, kind of like my core interest, my core trade. So so I kind of went back to my photography, and I was spending very long, extended amounts of time in the wilderness doing landscape photography. And one of my friends started working for Steeped and he contacted me and he's like, hey, like, I know you're drinking a lot of coffee in the woods <laughs> and, you know, I, I know you've got your, your French press going and you probably got your jet boil. Uh, let me send you this coffee, this Steeped coffee, see what you think. Um, and, and just let me know. And I'm like, cool. And so I get the coffee. I'm like, I'm like, first thing I'm like, Ooh, compostable packaging. This is amazing because like, I just got through a stint of like, um, I think at that point I had been in the Sierra for a few weeks 
And I was seeing microplastics like in the soil in very remote places where you wouldn't expect it. And it just like, it blew me away just to seeing it like in, in my hands, um, it just, and this is stuff that you can't really pick up, you know, cause I was kind of doing that through my travels, trying to pick up as much trash as possible in the campsites I was in just leaving it better, you know, for the, for the next person. But, but this stuff is like so tiny that like, yeah, you need tweezers. Yeah. You got to sift it out almost. I was like, wow, this is nuts. So, and I get this. And at the same time, I get this, uh, you know, single serve coffee in compostable packaging that, that will break down. Um, so that, that definitely picked my interest. And I was like, okay, this is good. Um, but you know, coffee, coffee in a tea bag, like how has this not been done before? Like, there's gotta be a catch here. You know, there's gotta be something that, that doesn't quite work here. So I tried it and then I tried it again and again and again and again. And it was like the same consistent, awesome cup of coffee that was so easy to make. I didn't have to clean out my jet boil after doing a French press. Um, I didn't have to use extra water for that, which can sometimes be an issue if you're in the back country. Um, I could just, you know, open a packet put it in my cup, pour water over, dip and dunk, wait a minute, good to go. No problem. You know? Um, and you know, there were a couple times where I actually compared that cup to making a cup in, uh, my French press and using the same coffee for both. And I couldn't tell the difference. And, you know, I'm not a professional coffee taster by any means, but, you know, to me, to my everyday taste buds, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was the same thing. So I was like, I'm going to go with this. This is amazing. So, you know, fast forward a few months, I'm doing some Instagram images for him, just, just sending him some content while I'm out there. And I I have the coffee in the wilderness. I come, I end up back in Santa Cruz. Uh, and go in for a meeting and, you know, one thing leads to another and I'm, I'm the marketing director. So, um, (laughs) it, it, it went super fast. It was like, you know, didn't really come in expecting that, but you know, they offered me the position and I, I, it was a product that really resonated with me. Um, obviously with, you know, having spent several months in the wilderness with it, you know, really testing it out. Um, and not only for like the camping use case, but just the everyday use case, like, you know, I still drink co- steeped coffee every day just because it's, it's easy for me and I don't have to set up the whole, you know, brewing setup or anything like that. Um, and after working here, it's like, you see all these other different use cases for it. Like, you know, nurses using it because, you know, now with COVID and everything, you know, you, you don't want to necessarily have everyone drinking from the same pot, you know, it, it's this single use, no touch um, method. Uh, another really interesting one that I've come across is, um, like, uh, new mothers that, that don't want to start up the coffee grinder in the morning and, and wake up, oh my God, yeah. wake up their children, you know, they steep coffee. It, it's perfect. You know, um, I thought that was amazing. Um, and, and there's, there's tons more, you know, just, just having some coffee with you when, you know, you're not sure, whether or not you're going to have coffee and having that spare emergency pack and have it not be something that's instant or like a compromise on the taste, um, is huge. You know, I, I always have a couple packs in like my, my day pack. If I go, go out shooting or hiking or anything like that, it's like, why not? You know, you just need, you just need water. You just need hot water to, to throw in there. So if I've got that in a jet boil and, and my thing of water, good to go, you know, coffee anywhere, pretty much. Yeah. Plus I, while uh, I, when you were mentioning the, um, you know, fully compa- compostable thing, I was, I 
have the bag right here. I was showing. There's not even any staples on it. No, no, that's it's amazing. A, yeah, it's all, all ultrasonically sealed. Um, all the edges. There's there's no like glue or anything like that. It, it's all done like with what's there. All of that's compostable. That's and now the the important part with it is that it's not necessarily home compostable it's commercially compostable so there's a difference there the the main difference with those two is that um in order to be home compostable the the material has to break down within a certain amount of time whereas commercially compostable um in a commercial facility they add more water to the process so you can take materials they'll break down faster but if you don't have that water it won't break down as fast so the only reason our products are not home compostable is because it's not because of any kind of toxins or, or anything like that. It's just the amount of time that it takes to break down. It doesn't fall within those limits. Um, so if you do happen to put it in your home composting, you know, it's not going to ruin the compost. It's just not going to break down fast enough. So that's, that's why on all our packaging, it says, you know, commercially compostable. Um, there's, there's a lot of uh, local municipal facilities that are popping up for that now. Um, it, it's not all encompassing yet, but it's getting there. Um, and kind of the main thing is that with our product is that, you know, if you put it somewhere, it's, it's going to break down eventually, but you, you definitely don't want to take our packaging and like bury it in the back country. You know, you want to pack it in, pack it out. You don't want to put it in a hole. There, there's, there's, there's certain environments where that, you know, it, you're not going to have enough water for it to break down. Like if you put our packaging in the desert, it's it's just like if you put a, a banana peel out in the desert, you know, it, it's going to break down to a point, but it's still going to be there in, in several years, you know? So um, we definitely avoid that. But, you know, as far as, uh, as far as commercially composting and stuff like that, it's perfect. And then kind of our, our, our path in the future is to get it to that home composting level and, and really make it so it's, you know, it'll break down anywhere. Um, to, to me, that's like the, that's the, the goal. I mean, with, we're seeing like a lot more, uh, businesses getting, uh, you know, mindful of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, there, uh, where I am, I'm sure where you are or around the areas, there are, uh, municipal composting, like home composting options. So, you know, for in Burlington, I'm in Burlington, Vermont, you can put, um, like a little bin out. There's like a little service. They'll pick up your home compost. It's great. Do you guys have but, the, green, the green bins? Not green bins, but green bags. I, green I, bags. cool. Yeah. 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 So it's like in like a, like a pail. Um, and then you just put it on the door and then like, yeah. Pick it up. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, this type of pro, this level of composting is the perfect thing where it just, you know, you, you don't have to think too hard or feel too bad about tossing it in the garbage. Yes, because it's going to be like the least literally like the lowest level, least harmful being thrown away. Correct. And, and, and that's kind of the thing with the, uh, the our, our current state of like the waste stream now, like you might put something in the recycling, but you can't be certain that it, that it's going to actually be recycled. Right. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's, awful. It's, it, it's awful. It's what they do with it. So like with something like this, even if, you know, it, it doesn't end up exactly where it should. It, it's not going to, it's not going to act like plastic and be there in the next hundred years. You know, it, it will yeah. still break down. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Plus I, I mean, 
from like just a uh like beyond the sustainability like getting to like the whole you know what what it is it, it is it it is coffee it is uh yes. kind of I, I love what you said about it like basically it's like reverse engineering um uh i don't know if it was drip or what whatever method it's uh, like french press yeah yeah it's yeah. like reverse engineering a fresh uh, a french press where you know for me like i i'll I'm not a snob when it comes to coffee, but I have my preferences. So like if totally. I'm, if I only have instant coffee, fine. I don't, I don't want that, but, and I will never actively choose it, but fine. It, it'll do. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I feel like for like this thing, I mean, you know, you were throwing out like nurses and, and new mothers, like the, and just, you know, those like, that's great. That, makes so much sense but even for outdoorsy folk who are trying to you know keep those creature comforts yep and like that like to me like every single person i know who does any kind of outdoor activity whether it's like backcountry skiing or whatever or like even just skating love loves coffee oh yeah oh yeah and yeah, yeah. It, and and when you're out there you know it could be like the most dreary you know nasty morning and you get up it's like 36 degrees and it's raining like that cup of coffee brings me back you know it it it, it just makes it it's that little thing that just makes everything else can make everything else better you know especially when you're outdoors so that that's my favorite part of it is that you, you now have that in its own little compostable package and um you don't have to worry about carrying all the other stuff you know especially if you're going deep into the backcountry weights an issue um, you know, you want as little weight as possible and, and it's still fresh too. So like the, the packaging is uh, nitrogen sealed. So we, we fill every pack with nitrogen to basically keep that coffee fresh, uh, for about eight months. Um, so when you open the bag, you, you smell fresh ground coffee. It's, it's not like it's been sitting in there for months and it's stale. It's, uh, and that's one of the hardest things about, you know, distributing ground coffee is that it, it will go stale after a certain amount of time. But uh, adding the nitrogen in there kind of halts that and it freezes it. So you can open that, that, that bag and, and get that fresh ground smell, which is one of my, one of my favorite parts about it as can well, confirm. you know? That actually <laughs> surprised me when I opened it. I was like, huh, wait. I like the smell of like, oh, that just smells like coffee. Like I was, I was half expecting like, oh, like this will be like, you know, pretty close. But I was like, oh no, like this, this is just coffee. Absolutely. I mean, not just coffee, but you know, what yeah. I mean. right, right. Yeah. And, 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 and it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, um, through our marketing and stuff, like we have to remind people like, Hey, there's no additives in this. There's no crystals. There's no freeze drying. There's no instant. It's literally just ground coffee in the bag. And, you know, it, it leaves it up to the quality of the coffee. So one, one use, another use case that we found is like, this is a great way for, roasters and um, really high-end coffee brands to to deliver their coffee, sample their coffee um, in in these single-serve items without worrying about it affecting the taste of the coffee. So, you know, if if, if you're a super high-end coffee brand and, you know, you know that a lot of your clientele are people that are very picky about the taste of their coffee, you want to make sure that you, you have full control over that experience. And our method so far has, has proven to, to provide that essentially in a single serve package. I was, I was going to ask that. I mean, when you first brought up, um, kind of the motivation for steep, the, um, the, like the, the pods, 
there i feel like i was thinking like oh like you know you put like like would you look to do that like kind of like like the contraption that like basically makes hot waters it's basically just like a jet boil or something like that yep i guess i guess you don't really need to even do that because those things exist like it's steeped as its own is kind of like uh Yes, steeped is, is literally, you know, no machine needed. There, there's um, one of the things we say is uh, making quality coffee accessible. So yeah, you, you don't you don't need to clear this hurdle of needing the specific machine or needing the specific equipment. Um, as long as you have a way to make hot water, um, you're you're good to go. Um, so so it really lowers the barrier to entry for a lot of people um, and and makes it simple too. you know, um, pour the water uh active activate it by by just dipping and dunking that really gets the flavor going that's actually the most important part of how to make steeped is is get is really dipping and dunking that bag and and getting those grounds to to we call it blooming uh where you get kind of a little bit of froth going um and then you let it sit for five minutes uh and then you're good to go and you can unlike tea you you can actually leave the bag in the cup because the coffee will actually stop extracting as soon as the temperature of the water hits a certain level. So it, it's not going to make the cup bitter if you leave the bag in there. It's it's just going to give you a bolder, like more filled out flavor profile. You're going to get more of those flavor notes out of the coffee the longer you leave it in there. Uh, some people like that and some people don't. So the the more you steep, you, you kind of find your, your sweet spot for, for how long you want to keep the bag in or if you want to just leave it in the bag. Um, most of us at the office, we just, we just leave them in there. Cause it's, it's really cool to like get the full flavor profile and, and really like, uh, taste the coffee across a bunch of different roasts and stuff like that. It's a, it's a cool tasting experience. Um, but, uh, you kind of figure out your way, your own way to do it. You know, there, there's a little bit of room for experimentation depending on how, how you like your coffee. So this method also gives you the freedom to adjust that on the fly and not have to, you know do it wrong and waste a whole batch of coffee, you know, it's just a cup and you can go to the next one if you want to, you know? So um, it it really makes things accessible. Can you, can you throw like 12 of these in a giant pitcher of water and make like, like fast track cold brew? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, so that was one of the things that, that, um, that we just started doing in the, in the last year is uh, yeah, doing, doing the overnight cold brew, um, doing, uh, the um the iced coffee and stuff like that you can actually we have a recipe on our website for an iced coffee like you make a coffee concentrate and then you pour that over ice and you can do that as well um yeah it's it's all possible for sure what about like i mean now that you kind of figured out the method and it does and like you're like all right like great we got this are you are you gonna be looking into uh going into espresso like could you do espresso could you do like other I guess, coffee formats? That's a good question. Um, it it kind of comes down to testing and it, w- with the espresso roast and stuff like that, it uh, it comes down to the individual roast. So we kind of have to test as we go. I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't do that, um, but it, it, it would take more, you know, back-to-back testing. We do, we do a lot of like, um, you know, take the coffee, make it in the steep method, and then take those, those same beans, grind them up, and then do a bunch of different methods to see if there's any sort of change in, in the flavor profile from those methods, making the coffee equal. Um, so with the espresso roast, we, we, would, we would definitely have to look 
deeper into it. But but right now with our what we've done with dark roast and stuff like that, uh, it 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 would totally be possible for sure for sure. Yeah. So I gotta gotta find the right way to put the so the coffee space is it's crowded in the sense that there's like a lot of different formats. There's a lot of different like uh you know macro uh roasters micro roasters yep is there have you gotten any like pushback or like hate from the coffee community being like you're why are you doing this this new thing it's weird uh no uh and and that's that that that's the best part about it is that like a lot of these roasters have really embraced it and been open-minded so as far as steeped coffee goes it it's kind of two companies in one we have our own in-house brand which is steeped coffee uh, but then we also work with, uh, I think we're up over 200 roasters now uh, wow. that we work with. Uh, and, you know, uh, they, they've embraced it wholeheartedly. Like, like you know, the, the biggest, I, I wouldn't even call this pushback, but like some of the bigger companies, like they have full like labs where, where they'll test stuff like this. And they've worked with us to put our method through those tests and to basically qualify the method versus versus other things because they want to know like it does this method change the taste of their coffee all other things equal and from what they found it does not um and they've also given us insight um from them to us about you know what's the most important part of how to make this coffee what is uh you know what's the thing that could adversely affect it the most you know like as far as like water temperature or the amount you dip and dunk and stuff like that you know, they, they've shared all this information with us. And, you know, before I came onto the company, I definitely had the, uh, I, I thought we were going to have to climb that hill and basically get over the, you know, people turning their nose up at like, oh, it's just coffee in a tea bag. What's special about that? But it's actually been the opposite. It, it, it's, it's, it's been a full-fledged embra embrace of this. And um, we, you know, we just hope to grow it more and to, uh, to essentially, you know, show the market that you, you don't have to compromise on anything really to get a single cup of coffee. Like you shouldn't have to compromise on the sustainability. You shouldn't have to compromise on the taste um, and you shouldn't have to compromise on the convenience, you know? Um, and, and it's very much not a replacement for these other methods. Some people, the, the act of making coffee is as important as the coffee, you know? So you want to go through that process. Um, it's part of your day, you know, but where our product comes in is those parts of the day where that doesn't fit, you know, that might not work. That might not be the easiest thing. So, so we're very much there for that. Um, so it, it's really exciting. It's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. I, and I, I love that. I love that. There's like that camaraderie there's the, you can really tell, like, I feel like what, what you were saying with um, some of like the, I guess, more established companies or however you would want to put it kind of like throwing like oh like you know you can also do this like blah 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 like mm -hmm. kind of like just like throwing out information you can really tell when you're in a community trying to build something around people who just care about what's going on absolutely versus like this is just business and blah 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 like there's there it shows there's space for everybody Every, even if you're doing something cool there's no threat it's all like I'd, I'd, I'd love that hearing that camaraderie. And I feel like that comes up whenever you talk about something that's like in like an artisanal space where there's yes. like a craft behind it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone, everyone in the industry has a lot of appreciation for that. Um, it, the coffee industry can be very open-minded and very like, like, Hey, let's, let's try this thing. Let's see where it goes. And yeah, it, it's, it's a lot less 
about the competition and a lot more about the collaboration and and like like you said room room for everyone you know um to, to make things happen and you know after getting into it I, I hadn't worked in in the coffee industry before this so getting it but i've been very much a coffee drinker yeah. and you know like daily and, and seeing it but but to now be in it and to see this level of collaboration is is just awesome like it, it it makes it so fun and when you go to like a coffee expo and you see all the all the stuff that goes into it from you know beans to final delivery and all the steps in between you know like just just the roasting science of coffee is such a deep subject and such a cool artisanal thing like they'll, they'll have their own conferences at these shows where they go over these different you know different ways to roast different coffees and sort of what they discovered new new roasting equipment um yeah it, it's really vibrant and it, and it makes it it makes it really fun yeah that's my, but across the street from me, I guess this is more anecdotal than anything, but across the street from me, there's this guy who, um, like coffee shop, he runs a coffee shop. He roasts, make, you know, roasts his own coffee, but he also throws it in a, a bourbon barrel. So it's oh, like yeah. bourbon barrel age. It's awesome. Yeah. I've never, yeah. The, yeah. The yeah. There's all these little ahead, secret, yeah. there's, there's all these little secret sauce things that, that, that different roasters will do like that. That's it's so cool. It's so I cool. I love that. Um, so this, you have this brand new thing, um, that works and that's better yet, like accepted with open arms from people who have been doing this for decades. How have you been, I guess, getting this out to people like show I'm sure like, so like, you know, the average, the, uh, everyday, um, you know, shop or whatever camper, it will see this and be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, how do you, how do you show them? A uh, couple different ways. Uh, a lot of it comes down to sampling. So just get them to try it. You know, like these these packs are small. They're they're easy to ship to people. So um, there there's been times where we've had programs where you know uh, we send out free samples to a lot of people. Um, once they try it, and as as long as they follow the instructions on the back, th th they know. You know, they get it. Um, Beyond that, though, it's been probably probably one of the biggest challenges is awareness, right? So telling people, you know, what this product is about, what it is, <clears throat> the quality of coffee that you can that you can make from it, um, just just getting that story out there. So we we do uh, you know a lot of press. Um, we we get press out there. Uh, we we try to uh, work with our roasters to to promote them because. A lot of the times, especially in the coffee world, you know, if you see uh, a product that is coffee, but it's not a brand you recognize, you're not, it's just another coffee thing, right? Whereas if you have a favorite roaster or a roaster that you follow and that you really enjoy, and then you see them doing it, that's different, right? That kind of, they're like, oh, these guys are doing this. Like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll check, I'll check this out. I'll try this. So. I guess the, the main thing is, um, as far as getting the product out there is, is like collaboration, like, like working with all our roasters on a, on a local level to, uh, to, to get people to try this product and, um, to get people to start, to start steeping and, and realizing where and how it can kind of fit into their, into their lives, whether it's at home, you know, at work or on the go, whatever you're doing, um, kind of finding that fit and trying it and realizing that it's, uh, that it's a, that it's a good way to make make a single cup of coffee. 
Yeah. That's uh, to me when you, when we were first chatting um, and you're kind of like going through it, like saying like doing like the whole, like this is steep, this war. The, the cool thing is that it's, you know, you remove the coffee, like you remove the coffee within it. It's, it's more that you guys aren't just a coffee company. You created a new method yeah. that works. Correct. Which is kind of like, that's kind of mind blowing. Like, it's, like it, there's, you know, take a step back and like kind of look at the gravity of what you're talking about. You're basically saying like, oh, like you have drip and French press and um, espresso style uh, coffee percolators, whatever. Like now there's a tea bag equivalent of coffee. That's, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool to kind of look at that and be like, oh, like this is something that could even be further developed. Like this is the start of like a a branch of coffee making methods. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and when I came on, it even took me a while to get my head around that. Like the, this is, this is more than just a single branded product. It's, it's a whole way of, of making a whole class of, 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 you know, uh, drink basically, you know, like, like it's this new method. So w- we have to be as much about promoting the method as we are about promoting steep coffee, as we are about promoting our roasters that use the steep brewing method. So it, it's this multifaceted thing that, uh, yeah, definitely keeps things interesting. It's fun. Do you, do you guys sell your beans on their own or is it just by way of the steeped method? It's, are it's, they like, it's by, it's by the steep method. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So that's like that you found like the thing of like, Oh, okay. Like this is the blend that we think, um, for what the method is works like really, really well. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just, I guess you're just building your library up. You have like basically the greatest hits, which is the steep lens. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of like go down to the like classic rock, which is like, you know, whatever yeah. other roaster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the goal too. Like, um, really the only purpose of our steep brand is to, to further the method out there, to have a vehicle Early on, you know, like like when we first started, when we didn't have any roasters, we needed a vehicle to get the method out there. So, um, you know, we we sourced our coffee. Took a long time to find the right coffee that we wanted to use for it, and then and then got it out there so people could try this, legitimize the method, and then the more roasters you get on, then it's like, hey, like they're 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 legitimizing it, and uh, and it and it really makes for this um, sort of ecosystem of products, um, that, that we're doing. If not now, I'm sure at some point, but have you experimented with using steeped, um, the, I guess, steeped method your, your, your products, these bags to infuse things out, like making like, um, like coffee infused vodka or whiskey, stuff like that. We haven't experimented with it. Uh, but it's definitely an interesting idea. Um, right now, you know, as far as the equipment goes, you kind of have to have a different line for, if you're to do that stuff, you know, part of this is, is just figuring that stuff out too, you know, like what, what's the easier thing to do with what we have versus like, if we're to do these, these new initiatives, you know, what are, what can we do with what we have versus what would we need more, more equipment to do? So, so it's kind of figuring that out as we go as well. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, there's a lot of different things like that ideas like that. We're like, oh, wow. Like that, this is, this is possible now. Like we, we can look into this. So, um, the, the innovation side is something we're, we're definitely trying to push as hard as we can. Yeah. Is there, is there anything that you in particular, like, uh, 
in terms of innovation are like really excited to be like, all right, let's see, let's check this out. Um, I'm super excited for the the application. Um, this is kind of like on the on the the packaging side of the company, but basically the the application of what we've done with the coffee packaging and where else that that could be used essentially. So so using you know replacing more of the soft plastic single use stuff with with either the materials we have or materials we can develop. I, I think that's that's a whole frontier, you know, that that's a really interesting thing. It's, it's not the super exciting like product stuff, but it goes with every product. So it, it, that kind of like makes up for it, you know, and, and, and balances it out and uh, it could be, could be a whole new, new thing. So even like the, the plastic, the, the outermost um, container, like that is, that is a steeped coffee proprietary Packaging. Yes. Yes. Material. Yeah. That, 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 that is fully commercially compostable. Um, so if, if, when you, when you pick up a pack, basically everything that that's still sealed, basically everything in your hand is compostable. And not only is it compostable, but it uses the minimum amount of materials needed to do what it does. Right. So the outer packaging is as thin as possible. Um, we use water-based inks. Um, to maintain the compostability all the way down to like the thickness of the actual filter bag that's holding the coffee. Um, that's as thin as possible. That's made from renewable plant-based materials. Um, the string, the tab, all that stuff is minimized as much as possible so that not only is it all compostable, but it's compostable using the thinnest minimum amount of materials to then help with the sustainability of it. So we're using as little as possible per pack. Oh man, you, you can really take that plate. Like you aren't kidding. Everyone has, I mean, if there's a product that's even remotely portable, especially food-based, like yeah, there's like a plastic, you know, wrapper or something that's huge. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and from a, from a marketing standpoint, it, it's like, there's, there's so much going on. That's like, that you may not realize when you first pick up the thing that it's almost hard to like, to go down the list with when you're promoting the product, you kind of have to pick the two or three biggest things that people are going to focus on whatever audience you're speaking to um, and sort of like get to the other stuff later, you know, but, but it, it goes very deep with like all the little features that, that this brings to the table. So um, it, it leaves a lot to talk about, you know, like, like, like as far as the different parts of it. And then, and then with the rest of our packaging, um, you know, like these packs come in, uh, in cartons, um, uh, that all that is is recyclable that's that's those are recyclable materials um but you know that that may be a next step where where we attempt to do more of our packaging like stack if if you're to consider that a stack where you go from the outer packaging of the filter all the way up to the boxes all the way up to the sh the master shippers that that everything comes out like that's another frontier where it would be great to see that stuff can be compostable or, or at least more sustainable as well so that would be wild, Dan. Mm -hmm. um, what what has the growth been like since you guys started? Um, it, it it's it's been it's been as as fast as we can manage, basically. So uh, it, it it's it's been really exciting um, to to see the level of adoption uh, of, of our of particularly on on like the coffee industry side, the roasters that adopt this, not. But not only roasters, um, we're, we're in quite a few hotels now, 
Um, so if you think about it like that hotel use case, right? Um, you go into a hotel, you see a Keurig machine or, or, or a pod machine, and you know, those are very hard to clean. Um, and it's, it's very, it takes a lot of, uh, capital for, for a hotel to keep those machines clean. It's like an extra thing to clean. Um, and it's separate from like, cause they'll give you coffee and they'll give you tea. So they've, they've got to give you these two separate sort of serving kits with us. It's the same thing. So you don't need that extra machine. You don't need that extra cleaning to offer your guests quality coffee, like right there. And not only is it quality coffee, but we can brand the packs according to the hotel that they're at. So it, it's this all encompassing experience um, where, where you're really, where you're putting your hotel's name on the coffee as well. Um, and, it, and it really makes for, for a great, you know, branding experience from the hotel's perspective and on the back end on the cleaning side of things as well, it makes it a lot easier. Man, that really, I didn't even think about that. That is, I mean, you look at like, uh, or like you stay in a hotel and you're like, oh, we'll have some coffee. You don't mm-hmm. actually go through the process of like doing the whole thing. Like that even simplifies that. Wow. Yeah. And I've been staying in hotels at time where they give you the little tiny coffee maker and yeah. I can never get like the ratio right because I never work in, in like amounts that small, <laughs> you know? So I end up with this like <laughs> awful cup of coffee. Whereas with this, that's the other part. It's all pre-dosed. It's all pre pre laid out. So like each pack is for eight ounces of water. So as long as yeah. you, you stick to that guideline, you're, you're going to have a consistent, consistently great cup of coffee every time. Mm, that's a good question. A uh, lot of challenges. Um, hardest part is I would say with, with a product like this, you get a lot of opportunities, you know, uh, a, a, any great product, you know, you, you have tons of areas where you can take it and, and there, there, there isn't necessarily any right way to go. It, it's more like, where do you want to go? So being able to filter through those opportunities and really focus in on on, on where we want to take things and only focusing on that area and, and not getting pulled in, in, in other directions, I'd, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest challenges. So, you know, you could have a product that doesn't sell and that's a huge challenge, or you could have a, a product that sells like wildfire and that's a whole different set of challenges. And it's still challenging. You know, you, you think all your problems are solved by sales, but, but, but there are specific challenges related to that. So, yeah, I, I, I would say pri- like, like the, the, the process of prioritizing like what you want to do when you have all these amazing opportunities in front of you, but also realizing that you only have so much time and you only have so much resources, you only have so many people on your team, um, that, that's probably the hardest thing right now, I would say for sure. That, I, I totally see that too. And then you want to make sure that you're focusing on the right thing mm-hmm. and there's no like regret or anything. And on the other that, side of it, you, you, you want to, you know, if, if, if you're even a little ambitious, you want to do it all, you know, you, you want to yeah. be able to follow up on all this stuff, but you, you do have to be picky and you do have to learn how to say no to certain things. And, and yeah. that's, that's something that like every, everyone, before they start a business, they think about like, what, what am I going to do? If this, if this doesn't sell as well as I think it does. And, but then they don't think about what am I going to do if this sells 
you know, way, way more than I could ever imagine, you know? Um, And and it's two sides to the same coin with that for sure. So, um, but you know, it, it, it definitely, it, it kind of hones that skill, you know, like, like the more you do it, the better you get at it. And, and the more you realize that sometimes something may seem an opportunity may seem like it's just right now. And then it's going to disappear if you don't do it right now. And that's actually not the case with a lot of these things, you know, like, like you can, you can schedule it out and, and push certain things back and still be able to do them or find, you know, uh, uh, ingenious ways of, of doing two things at once, you know, like the more you do it, the more you figure those things out. So, so it's very much a trial by fire thing, but, uh, but it, it, it keeps it super, super interesting. You learn a lot in a really short amount of time. <laughs> it's, it's that, that, that perfect balance of finding the patience where you, you know, have in the restraint where you can keep yourself contained from kind of going too quickly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. What advice would you give someone who wanted to get into roasting, get into the coffee industry? Uh, I would say probably, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because I, I actually thought about that earlier today. Um, I, I think with these things, really, really anything, if it's, a, it's a, if it's a passion thing, if it's, if it's an industry you really want to get into and, and you're like, how do I get there? I, I think the most important thing with that is proximity. You, you, you have to surround yourself with the people that are already doing what you want to do. And whether that's geographic proximity or being in contact with certain people or, or asking questions of the people already doing what you want to do, um, I think the, the, the best advice I could give to, to, to become those people and to get into that place is to get around those people. Um, whether it involves moving to a specific place like, you know, you're not going to get into the movie industry if you don't move to LA, right? You you can, it's possible. It's totally possible. You can do it anywhere. You know, we're so decentralized now, but if you want to do it quickly, that's, that's what you got to do. You know, with coffee, it's, it's like, um, it's such an artisanal thing and it takes so many years and it's so it's more of an art than a science, but there's a lot of science involved. Um, But then there's art around the edges of it, you know, with, with, with the decisions you make you know, you can read up on that stuff. You, you can get on the internet and you can watch videos and all that stuff. But I, I still think that there is no replacement for, you know, finding a roaster you really like, who's willing to teach you and to spend a lot of time around them and soak that stuff up because you're going to soak things up that no one would ever think to put in a video or to, to write down or any, or, or just the way someone does something, you know, like the, these are very, making coffee is a very physical thing you know you're working with equipment you're um you're doing things in a certain way that um may be really hard to convey unless you're there to see it so that that would be my biggest piece of advice if if you want to do something get around the people that are already doing what you want to do whether that's virtually or physically or anything in between um and and i think that that's that's the single best way to to get there for sure. Yeah. That, that, that's the, that's the single for biggest first step, I would say. If you're going to do it, just like you, you can't, you can't half-ass it. No, no, you, you, you can't. And, and you, you can't do it if you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people that are doing something else, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's really amazing what you can soak up by, by just that proximity to, to people do, doing what you want to do. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, what has been 
What 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 is the best part about building steep steep coffee? The best part I would say is on a daily basis it's like every new either customer client or you know um uh press contact or or journalist or, or anybody that like tries our coffee for the first time and they're like I can't believe how good this is that 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 keeps me going you know that keeps me going every single day because you know there's great marketing out there, but great marketing is nothing without a great product. And when you have a great product, you, it's, it, it, it just, it makes everything else just so, so much better. You know, like when the product lives up to, to what you're marketing and, and there's that, that, that solid connection, like this is legit. Um, and then you see that on someone's face when you, when you give it to them, you know, and they try it for the first time. Um, or, you know, like a, if, if a roaster comes to you, like we've been trying to figure out how to sample out our coffee for years now. We, we haven't quite cracked the nut. And then this product comes along and it's like, this does it for us. Like, this is perfect. This is what we've always wanted. Um, that That's the best part about it for sure. For sure. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you, it, it's almost like the perfect, uh, like you got the, you had the perfect layup to getting started with steeped and having that per- I mean you're you were there because you believe it's something you believe in too. Yeah. It's like yeah, uh, you know, being but, a part I, I feel like being a part of anything that you like really believe in like that's the pinnacle. That's ab- Absolutely. You, you know, I, I always tell people like you know, growth and salary and like oh this company's going to blow up like you, you know that's that's fine when you're analyzing somewhere to work you know but the thing that's going to get you through is is that passion is that that you believe in the product you believe in what you're doing and everything else like i'll I'll get through what i gotta get through but but that's that's the thing as long as that's there you're gonna get through it if you're just there for the money you're not you're not gonna make it things are gonna get hard you know and and i think for most people that 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 money or or that that end game sort of motivation like it's not enough it's not enough to get you through the times when it's like you're trying to solve a seemingly impossible problem with while not having nearly enough to to do it in a realistic way but you still got to do it you know you still got to solve the problem uh it's that passion that gets you through for sure for sure uh, Nate, thank you so much for coming on. For anyone who's listening and wants to find out more about steeped coffee, maybe pick up a couple cases. Where where should they head? Uh, steepedcoffee.com. Uh, we're also on Amazon and um, we're also on walmart.com. So uh, you can find them all there. Um, we've got, uh, if you hit our website up, we've got a lot of the roasters there and you can, you can find all the info at, uh, at steepedcoffee.com. All right. Well, Nate, thanks again for coming on. It was a pleasure. Yeah, Matt. I enjoyed it a lot. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Day Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.